This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to The Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to engage evolutionary thought and co-create new solutions. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring intuition you can count on. Some common definitions of intuition are quick and ready insight, immediate apprehension or cognition, or knowing or understanding something without reasoning or proof which still leaves the following questions. What is intuition? Where does it come from? And is it a reliable source of information? If true intuition does exist, there are some complications inherent in the intuitive process. For instance, when we suffer trauma, as all of us have at one time or another, the natural response is to become hypervigilant of similar circumstances, registering it as dangerous in order to avoid re-injury. This tendency has helped us survive as a species. It also makes it very difficult to discern whether what we are registering is true precognition or simply triggered anxiety from past damage. As well, there's much talk of our belief systems creating our personal reality. If this is true, when a similar situa- situation triggers us into past damage, yet we view it as clear and present danger, do we not recreate the outcome by believing in it? Is intuition instinctual or something else altogether? Is it standard issue or only doled out to a select few? With us this hour to explore this fascinating topic is Lisa Kay, author of Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to intuition you can trust. Lisa is a teacher, author, and speaker specializing in intuition. She teaches others how to use their intuition so it's more accurate, dependable, and trustworthy. Considered an intuition expert, Lisa has taught hundreds of people intuition development in workshops and seminars. She holds degrees in electrical engineering from Columbia University, 
psychobiology from the State University of New York, and a PhD from the University of Metaphysical Sciences. Her website is all caps, LMK, then the numerals 88.com. That's LMK88.com. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the Science of Magic. Thanks for having me, Gwilda. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I think we should have a lot of fun. This is a great topic. I love yes. it. Yeah. Me so, too. <laughs> yeah, you think, huh? <laughs> so with a degree in electrical engineering and one in psychobiology, what led you to become an intuition expert? Well, um, I am the kind of person who's infinitely curious. I, I just love to figure out how things work. And I figured out if I knew how the world worked, then I could live a better life. And so, and I've always loved science. And so I studied science first and got a degree in psychobiology. I was also interested in the mind and how the mind works. And, uh, and then, um, went on and was interested in technology. And so I went and studied electrical engineering, but you know, engineering and science and all the studies that go with that really do help explain a lot of things about the way the world works. Um, but one of the things that it, that uh, Western science didn't cover was things that were more transcendental, things that were more intangible, metaphysical. And I wanted to, I was interested in that as well. So I went and studied um, metaphysical sciences and with a concentration in intuition. Uh, because I think, and I still do, I, I think that intuition is the magic of life and they say that everybody has that ability to be intuitive uh, as you spoke a little bit earlier in your in intro but I really wanted to know well if that's true then how do I become intuitive again mm. going on and saying I want to learn it all so so I <laughs> well, went and studied that <laughs> we're gonna have to pick up on this on the other side of a commercial break it is that magic moment, so time for that break. Great. But first, let me tell you about an exciting upcoming provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment, shamanic style. Path Home Shamanic Art School, Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow, and Children of Tomorrow, Galactic Gatekeepers are a revolutionary affordable series of online classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. They'll be coming soon to findyourpathhome.com, so stay tuned to be the first to experience these amazing cat classes. Again, that's findyourpathhome.com. Lisa and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic, aired daily on xzbn.net. Prior episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Lisa Kay. She's the author of Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to intuition you can trust. Her website, lmk88.com. Lisa, let's all get on the same page here. What exactly is intuition? Okay, so the definition of intuition in a nutshell is knowing without knowing how you know it. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> How can you tell what you're knowing without knowing that you know it is true? Uh, well, it usually gets validated by circumstance, situation, or you know the you know following, you know what uh, uh, comes after that knowing, uh, or it could also be something that we uh, recognize that had happened in the past. So, and most people do. Most people are oh, you know, I knew that was going to happen, or I had that feeling that that was going to happen, or I knew that person was going to call me. Um, so it's it has to be validated. So how can we tell that we aren't creating it by believing in it? Uh, well, that's, that's a good question. Um, one of the things that people always ask me is, how do I know the difference between when I'm making it up and when it's real intuition? And intuition is something it's like a skill like anything else and you have to learn how to develop it some people are more natural at it and they sort of uh, come into it more easily because it just is a natural skill for them but we all have it and you can develop it so the best way to know the difference is to two things the first is to understand the characteristics of intuition and how it comes to you uh, and the other is to have a technique that you can use to make your intuition happen be under your control so that you can practice that and learn and as you practice you're going to get results that you can validate and say that was it that it worked and then you can remember how it came to you and through that experience and therefore you know that uh what what the true intuition feels like so what about people that well most of us have carried you know we've had trauma let's face it we get bumps and bruises in life how much does our past trauma and our reaction to that interfere with our ability to really tell what's coming in intuitively and what's coming in from triggering well, I think that I certainly think that trauma does have an effect on uh, making it probably a little more difficult for you to understand what your intuition is, uh, because it's the past trauma is fraught with lots of emotion, and emotion kind of clouds what we're receiving. So what we are, uh, whether it's you know we're being driven by a fear or doubt, and that is not intuitive. So I think 
what you can do again, going back to working with your intuition there, there's a, in addition to the two things I mentioned, which is understanding exactly the characteristics of intuition. And we could talk a little bit about that and also practicing working with it all the time. Uh, the third thing is to use uh, what I call tools. And there are tools that you can use to get you out of your, your worry state, your, um, your doubt and your thinking mind and using the technique. Um, and that way you can tap into your intuition a little bit more easily. So So you you brought up an mm -hmm. interesting point. Um, What does emotion have to do with intuition? If we're emotional about a situation, does that throw a red flag? Well, intuition is generally not uh, super emotional. If you're extremely emotional about a situation, then it's probably coming from you, not from your intuition. Um, intuition can have an emotional feel to it, but it's usually very subtle. So also then let's talk about the mind. Um, our mm-hmm. reasoning and intuition don't necessarily, isn't necessarily the same thing either. How, how do you differentiate? No. Exactly. Well, intuition, we could talk a little bit now about the characteristics. So, uh, of intuition, intuition is not thinking. It's not reasoning it out. It's not deduction. Uh, intuition is, as uh, you had said a little earlier, it can be an epiphany. It's usually quick, penetrating insight. Um, it's a pop-up. And that's a great term in that it just will pop up inside of you. And again, it's inside. Uh, people sometimes think it's outside, but it's not. It's um, It could be one word. It can be an image or a part of an image in your mind. It can be, um, it can be a a subtle feeling like, and the feeling might be more, not, not always emotional, but might be an attraction, a little draw, or you feel like, oh, you know, I feel like I'd rather go in this direction than that direction. So those are some of the characteristics. Um, the other thing, and, and these characteristics, uh, interestingly enough of intuition are reflective of what's going on in your, what I call your intuitive mind. And that's the part of your brain that is intuitive and that has intuition characteristics, which happens to be the right side of your brain. And the right side of the brain processes information that is uh, not logic and deduction, but actually is uh, more holistic, more gestalt. Uh, It thinks in symbols, it thinks in pictures, and that's where our intuitive information is. So how does that relate to imagination? Well, imagination is, is the experience of imagination is similar. Um, but again, imagination is something that you can manipulate and you can play around with in your mind. Whereas intuition is, it, it appears in the same place in the same way. But I found the intuitive messages are not easily manipulated. They kind of stick and they're repetitive. So they kind of come in through the same channels, but they have a different flavor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they have a um, their their characteristics again is that they yeah they do have a different flavor. They're they often repeat themselves, um, and it and it's short and it's to the point. So. If a person is, um, you know, trying to start to figure out the difference between just sitting there daydreaming and Mm -hmm. actually having an intuition, that's pretty, that's kind of like splitting hairs almost, isn't it? How do you, how do you get that figured out? Yes, exactly. And the way you do it is you have a technique that you practice and that the key is that you have to practice. And just like any skill, if you want to know what it feels like to have intuition, 
Um, it's the same thing as knowing what it's like to swim or knowing what it's like to play tennis, serve a ball. The only way you're going to know is to actually do it and practice it, right? So if you are learning, um, you want to know what it feels like to swim, you have to actually get in the water. But then you can't just sink in the water. You actually have to learn a technique to, to swim. And as you're practicing and learning that how to swim, that skill, uh, you'll start to know and feel like what it is to be swimming. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. It's a practice makes perfect kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And so and, you start to pick up mm-hmm. the subtle, subtle differences. The differences, exactly. And I talk a lot about in the book about um, not only do I describe the techniques and the, the characteristics of intuition and also tools, but I also talk about how to practice your intuition and how, what the proper exercises are and what an, a, a true, a really good intuition exercise is versus a, a bad one. And... Um, and, and when you practice your intuition and you're going to be getting hits and you're going to be getting things right, um, there's a way to, to, I ask people to remember those by writing them down because when Mm -hmm. it comes to you, it's like, Oh, that's how it came to me. Um, I, I can give you an example. Um, I was practicing my own intuition and you can do this anywhere, anytime because you're always out and about, you're making decisions. Um, you're trying to get information. And I was at a, uh, doctor's appointment and it was, I happened to be a doctor that I had seen a few months earlier and I knew that he was having a, a back problem. So I was wondering how he was doing. And I thought, oh, I know I can practice by using my intuition to see if I can get information intuitively about his current back situation. So immediately, an image flashed in my head where he was hunched over on crutches, wearing a white and green striped shirt. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's awful. Don't think like that. And I pushed the image out of my mind. And then I went and used a technique and, um, and got more information that was later validated to be correct. And then 10 minutes later, he walks into the room. He was hunched over on crutches wearing a striped white and green shirt. And I was surprised. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, and I was stuff like, really oh. works. It, it's, I was like, gosh. And, but, you know, the funny thing was I realized that I, the moment that I had thought and uh, asked the question in my mind, oh, I can find out how he's doing intuitively, um, that image flashed in my mind. It was very quick. And I had pushed it out of my, my mind because I thought, you know, my mother's always telling me, don't think like that. That's terrible. How could you think like that? And I realized, oh, that was it. That's how my intuitive images come. They're fast and they flash. And, you know, and I might, and I might judge them. So I can't judge it. I have to, you know, hold on to it and remember. So now I know, oh, and then after that, I started to realize um, I, I began to watch for those flashes of images that pop in my head and often you know they're an intuitive message so that's how you start to know you know what that brings up another question for me on the last little few minutes here we have in this segment sure and that is what about permission when we're when we're using our intuition Mm -hmm. um if we direct our intent and i'd like to talk about that on the other side of the break um to Mm -hmm. look into somebody else's field uh where does permission come in where does the integrity of that come in on Ah, this good question okay so this is what i i've been uh taught to do and this is what i believe in and i think it's really important Uh, people are that's a common question and people are concerned, well, gee, you know, is it ethical? Am I uh, violating something in um, somebody's, um, you know, will, so to speak? And what I do is I always set an intention and I ask for, you know, 
whatever you want to call it, whether it's God or if it's um, the other person's higher self or just universal consciousness, which is really everything is part of that. And I say, I, whenever I use my intuition, I only want information that I'm supposed to have, that I'm permitted to have. So, and who, so de- I know. who decides the supposed to? All that is <laughs> the higher consciousness, <laughs> and that's what I, I because I believe that, and my attention is that's where I'm getting the information from. So I ask first. I tell, say, this is what I want. I want only what I'm supposed to have. Okay, and so, but you leave that discernment to the the higher source, if you will. Yes, right. Otherwise, if I'm not supposed to know it, they won't send it to me. <laughs> nice checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what about intention? Uh, it la- looks like this is v- totally d- intention driven. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I think everything we do is in, uh, intention driven. I mean, that has an, a, an influence, right? We're influencing the energy we're sending out, the things that we're doing, and then the universe is responding, right? Energy is responding. And so whatever it is, I mean, if you are... Uh, intending to have goodwill, and I think that will be reflected to you, and also uh, in terms of what you're doing and how things will react to your your intentions. And I also believe that um, that has a really strong effect energetically on what happens uh, in your life and things around you. Now, you know that doesn't mean that bad things won't happen, but then certainly if you're um, if you're in the right frame of mind and you've got the good intention and, you know, and you're a good person, I think then things will happen for the best. And that's, you know, that's a nice way to live. I think, you know, it takes away some worries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you say, okay, let's just intend mm-hmm. that uh, whatever I put out's a good thing uh, kind of covers the bases, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to believe in it. You got to have it in your heart, right? Right. Right. Can't just say it. You have to. You have to believe it and feel it, and then do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time for another short pause. But Lisa and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So don't you dare go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network for leading edge information on the paranormal, parapsychology, and other exciting topics. Don't miss the collection of fine shows and hosts on XZBN.net. You're listening to the Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world. TheScienceOfMagic.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Lisa Kay, 
author of Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to intuition you can trust. Her website, lmk88.com. Lisa, you and I both love science and magic. So tell mm-hmm. me, what are, have there any scientific studies been done on intuition? Oh, there have been thousands. That, and the fact, that's kind of the thing that I started looking at first, just to see, you know, what science is out there on intuition. And there, there have been thousands of studies that have been done on all kinds of uh, aspects of intuition. You might want to call the, uh, that kind of people would believe that we're intuition and maybe even psychic. So there are things like uh, predicting the future, for example, was something that uh, they've done studies on. And what they do is there have been a lot of um, smaller studies, and then they do a, what they call a study of studies. And then they take all the results of those those different studies that are maybe using, you know, 100 samples, and then they combine them and look at the results of all of them. And these studies were, were done around the world, and they were done with the same parameters, using the same controls, and changing the same, uh, that one same variable. And in terms of predicting the future, one of the things that they would do is they would predict, say, the color of They'd have four lights, and someone would have to predict which light was going to go on. They had different colors, and it w- then they had a random event generator that would generate which color, uh, which light would go on. Um, they could also do that with cards. You know, there would be three or pictures. There'd be four pictures, and someone would have to predict which one was going to show up. So obviously, it's uh, one out of four. Now they did a study of all these experiments. They looked at the results from. Uh, 309 studies done in the same manner of over about 52 years. And so, and all of those studies included 2 million trials and over 50,000 participants. And they expected that positive results by chance would be around 5%. Mm-hmm. But the analysis showed that 37% of the studies had positive results. Now, the probability of this occurring, the probability that these results did not occur by chance was more than a billion to one. Wow. And yet we pretend it doesn't exist. Exactly. Isn't and there, that there bizarre? are many studies like this. And that was, you know, with tele- telepathy. They've done it with telepathy. They've done it with remote viewing. The government did studies with remote viewing because they actually realized that, hey, this is a thing. And it's, it's really... <laughs> so there's... And, you know, I could go on and on. So... Um, it's those kinds of things that make you go, okay, it's a real, it's, it's real, you know, and, and, uh, William James, who's uh, one of the more famous psychologists, you know, when you study psychology, you study James and you study Freud and, and Jung and William James said, it's interesting. He believed very much in intuition. And he said, you know, um, if we had one instance, if we had all these black, you know, we know we have a whole slew of crows and all the crows are black. If we had one white crow, uh, we would say, hey, you know, there could be white crows. There was one white crow. But in the instance of intuition, it seems like we don't want to believe it. If there's one instance of this amazing in- uh, ability that happens, we have to test it thousands of times. <laughs> and we still go, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre, isn't it? You know, and where do you think this, where are we picking up this information from? We have to be getting Good it question. somewhere. How Good is question. it getting into us? And that's why I, I studied all the things I did. I also studied the uh, human energy system. I did a lot of studies with, first I started with uh, Qigong, which is uh, 
the from Chinese the traditional Chinese medicine. Qigong means energy work, and it's the the mother of all energy healing modalities. And I studied then I studied a bunch of other healing modalities, and it was interesting that a lot of it sort of has comes together with the same understanding and theory of that we have a human energetic system that on which our physical body is built. And that that human energy system is connected to energy outside of us and around us, and energy is flowing through us, and we take it in and we send it out. Uh, but along with physics, as I'm sure a lot of people have heard, that everything is made of energy. Mm-hmm. And from physics, that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. So that means it is one thing. And we are, and so the the energy that makes our physical bodies is the same energy that is that creates our thoughts. And when you put all that together, it's like, okay, so there's this flow of energy that can contain information. And that's one way of looking at how we can get, say, some information outside of us from other people, from other places, other um, whatever you want to call it, other things. And absorb that in our own energy system and then be able to interpret that, you know, with our minds. And that's one aspect of it. And and that information could be thoughts. It could be, uh, you know, divine consciousness. It could be all kinds of things. And so I think that that's um, certainly a, a, the way uh, we're getting some of this information that we don't know how we know it. And that's so magical. It is magical, isn't it? And it's like, you know, in my lifetime, it's just been validated again and again and again and again. And the one thing that I found, and we're going to slide right back into intention, is if I'm working on a particular Mm -hmm. project or intending to achieve something, my intuition will tend to hone in on the information I need to know Mm -hmm. around that thing. Would you mind speaking to that? Exactly, exactly. And that's what I love about um, the mind, the mind, you know, you create your own reality with through your thoughts. You know, that's a little bit about what the secret was about and what, you know, the law of attraction, you know, you send out what, what your intention is, what it is you want, and then the universe responds with like energy. And then you can, just as you were saying, when you're working on a project, then all of a sudden things synchronistically start to appear that are just the right thing for you to do what you need to do on your project, give you more yes. information. Right. Yeah. And that and that brings us back to the question, okay, are we creating it and that's why we know what's gonna happen, or do we take the right steps uh, because we know what's coming? I think it's a little of both. You know, yeah. we're co creators. Uh, but that doesn't mean we are the creator. And it, it, it's the the universe is a very complex thing, and it, we can get very heady here. Um, and when you study physics, it gets really heady. I know that I experienced that even just studying in my texts. Um, but if I think that knowing that we're co-creators and that the t- intention that we have as we're moving through life can also attract and bring to us things that we need at the right time and then also bring us information that we may need you know that's what we're tapping into that's what we are using our intention for in terms of um sending things out now, now when you were saying do do we create it i think maybe there is a portion of uh you know, we may, we know, maybe we don't know. We don't, we, again, we don't know um, exa- all of these things. And, um, and you know, let's see where we avoided an accident. Did we create the accident? Um, 
No, I would not necessarily, uh, or maybe we did, but and maybe we also created the, uh, the 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 situation of avoiding it as well. But that that gets really really that gets into the you know the the God question. <laughs> yeah, you can really go down a rabbit hole with that one, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the difference between being intuitive and being empathic? I think it's a little the same. You know, I think intuition is sort of a broad umbrella of ways that we receive uh, intuitive messages. Empathic is usually used in terms of feeling and being able to feel other people uh, and sensing that their feelings. And, you know, when you have empathy, you're um, feeling, again, maybe what someone else is going through and uh, or what they're thinking uh, in terms of of, of feelings. And I think intuition is just, you know, it, that's one aspect of the way we can get some information intuitively. So do you think we gather clues from all of our senses and then translate them in the mind? I, yes. And I think we get them from our metaphysical senses, which mm-hmm. parallel our physical senses. And some people say, oh, you know, I would love to be clairvoyant or I'm clairaudient. And I believe that uh, we are we could be everything. You know, God didn't make you just a hearing person or just a seeing person. You have all your senses and you bring them together to sense the world. And I know that I've been able to develop, I would say, all those metaphysical senses. At first, I, I, did, I thought, well, I'm just, you know, I'm clear cognizance. You know, I just uh, get my messages um, with, you know, an understanding. And uh, I realized that as I was developing my intuition, I could get images, I could hear things, I could feel things that were intuitive messages. You know, this is such a powerful modality. Why do you think it's been shunned? What, what What's oh, going on we there? Could go, yeah, that's another uh, rabbit hole. I think, um, <laughs> quite frankly, I think it goes back to history. I think that when... People were highly intuitive. First of all, it scared people because they thought, oh, that must be, you know, magic. And if it's magic, it might be the devil. Um, I think another thing might be, you know, way back thousands of years ago, uh, the church had a lot of control over how people lived their lives, um, you know, and going through, I believe, uh, the Catholicism or Christianity way back when, you know, they wanted to be the ones to have connection to God because their people were... um, were the holy ones. And if you had your connection to getting divine information and connecting to God, uh, that, that they couldn't, that's not good. They couldn't handle that. So <laughs> that, that had to be a no, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And so then now it's stuck. There's this, I think this, so. It's, but yeah. it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It's sad. It's, it's sad because it, yeah, you know, it how is. much easier life would be for all of us if we right. could listen to this amazing thing, you know. Sure, it's part of us. And, you know, we're, we are animals and animals have instinct. There are things that they know. How do they know that? How do they know, you know, to, you know, go to high ground when the tsunami comes? <laughs> you know, they, they just know. Yeah, and they do it every time, too. That's what's amazing. Absolutely. And yet we ignore so, it. Right. Right. What I've got about a minute left in this segment. Mm -hmm. What can a person expect to gain from developing their intuition? Oh gosh, you get you can be calm and centered. You you know that you're always making the best decision for you. That's you know being given to you through you know outside divine guidance. And who wouldn't want that? And you can use it in every aspect of your life, romance, you know, career, health 
could save your life. It saved mine. <laughs> I mean, who would want that? That's the ultimate magic. Yeah, it truly is. And yet it's a real learning curve, isn't it, to be able to tell what's true intuitive information. It, it, it is. It is. You just have you do have to learn it. It's actually not too hard. Uh, I, I made a, I found out how to make it simple and then you just have to go practice. So that's why I wrote the book because I wanted other people to be able to do this. It helped me. It saved my life. I wanted to help other people's not, you know, if they needed to save their life, great. You know, but just have a better life. That's, uh, you know, that's what I'm all about. And, and I, I figured out a technique. I had to make it concrete cause I'm, I'm, I was not intuitive when I was young and I started from scratch and I like things, you know, stepwise concrete um, recipe, and I figured it out through lots of study. <laughs> lots of trial and error and study. Well, I'm really excited yeah. to get into that technique on the other side of this commercial break. Lisa and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. On the other side of this break, we'll get into how do you access your intuition? How can we trust it? How do we find it? And how do we develop it? Don't go away. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one that would be interested. Our guest this hour is Lisa Kay, author of Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step -step guide to intuition you can trust. Her website, lmk88.com. So, Lisa, 
how do we develop our intuition so we have the inside inside scoop? Great question. Well, let me just start out again. I, I, um, just rolling back just a little bit, I wanted to explain to everybody how this came about um, because, you know, again, I started from scratch. I was not one of those who was intuitive or when I was young or saw spirits or anything when I was a kid. I, I wanted to have intuition, but I, I wasn't intuitive. And I didn't know what it was, and so um, when I had an opportunity to study it, after all my science and background, uh, I went and I did that. And the only way after the science, um, when we talked about that earlier, was just a lot of studies on whether it exists or not. But nothing really went into how does it, how do you make it happen? And the only place where that was was on the metaphysical side, and you know, learn how to be intuitive, learn how to be psychic. And so I learned. I decided, well, I'm going to be open. So I went out and I did it, and I studied, um, you know, books and classes, and uh, and even in my metaphysical studies, everything I could get my hands on. And one of the things that uh, you have to do is go out and practice and go out and do it. So I actually went out and I started to do intuitive readings for people, and I became a sold-out intuitive reader, much to my surprise, because I didn't really want to do that, um, but it wor- started to work for me, and. It actually, um, one day it saved my life, and that was when I realized, okay, that, you know, I can't keep this to myself. Um, Let me teach other people. So I started to teach little groups, and they grew to 100 people, and then after that I started teaching classes and talking about it, and then people started asking me, well, is there a book I can read? And I said, no, (laughs) Uh, this is my, you know, I, I developed this, because what I did was I took the things that worked for me, the things that made me successful. And again, I have to make it very stepwise and concrete. And I, and I also studied people who are highly intuitive and, and watched how they were doing their readings, you know, be very scientific about it. And I started to see they were doing things that they weren't telling you in, in their class. And that's because they were born intuitive. They were very psychic. And so they just did it. And I started to see, oh, there's something else going on there. And that's what's in the technique. And that's what I learned how to do. So let me tell you what the technique is. Uh, the technique is um, basically, it's it's a, five steps, A, B, C, D, P. And the first step is will help you trigger your intuition, make it happen when you want, which is A is ask. So you have to ask a question. And you're asking your intuition, not yourself, as, as if you're asking um, and something that's beyond you and you can ask it a question um you know it could be uh, what's uh, what's my best friend having for lunch today so you're isolating then, or you're isolating out where you're seeking the information from rather than the soup of input that we get yes well you're going to ask a question now what happens when you ask a question in your mind your thinking mind responds and your intuition responds and so mm-hmm. the key is to know what the, uh, the intuition characteristics, which I explained a that? little bit earlier. <laughs> and, yeah, right. Um, so, <laughs> so, so then, so that's A. And then B is to be open. And you have to be relaxed and open. And I have um, uh, a, a key secret about that. That's in the book on what it's like to be open. And it's it's not connecting to spirit and it's not going into your heart because I never understood that. <laughs> it's it's a, a little bit like when you're there being open and watching TV and receiving. Um, and the key there is actually uh, 
uh, the state you're in when you ask the question, where is the bathroom? I'll give you the, the hint on that. But you got to go read the book to get the rest because I don't think I can <laughs> talk to you about that here. So that's A, B, and then C is to collect the piece, the pop-up, the piece of intuitive message that comes to you. It's going to come in a, a word or a piece of an image or a sound or a feeling. And then D is to do this cycle again, to do ask, be open, and collect again. Because you're going to get pieces of intuitive information. And one piece isn't enough. You have to collect them. And as you collect them, it starts to make sense to you. Oh, so it's like getting evidence, because we can draw the wrong conclusion. Exactly. Right. And then the last one is P, which is to practice. And you have to practice a lot and practice the right way. And as you're doing this, you're going to, um, you know, and I gave you an example of a good uh, intuition exercise. I'm going to see if I can use my intuition to find out what my best friend had for lunch today because I wasn't with her and see what pops up. And and I'll give you exa- an example. I was doing a reading for a woman who uh, hadn't told me anything about herself and she just wanted a general message. So I, at the time, I used uh, angel cards and I flipped open a card and my intuition uh, had me look at the pictures, not the words. And in the picture was a lot of green, a lot of um, leaves and plant life. And to me, I knew from my experience that green means healing. And so that was one piece. And so I went back and I asked my intuition, okay, why are you showing me green? What is, What else do I need to know? And then um, my eye was drawn to a tiny li- little piece of a drawing of a bench, a stone bench in the picture. And it was so small, I could barely see it. And I asked my intuition, okay, now you got me, give me green, you gave me this bench, why are you showing me the bench? And I got that it was a desk. I said, okay, a desk? What does the desk have to do with anything? And then I, I felt that it was representing, it was a symbol for knowledge, for the mind. So I've got healing and I've got now mind, right? So I, so I told her, I said, okay, you're going to be a healer, but you're not going to heal the body. You're going to be healing the mind. And she told me that she was, oh, I'm actually, I'm studying right now to be a clinical psychologist. (laughs) You know, so that's how it works. What fascinates me here is it looks to me like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're using um, synchronicity and cards and coincidence um, Mm -hmm. and then interpreting uh, symbology. Yes, symbol. Yes, I would say uh, there are. They most of it is symbol. Sometimes it's an understanding and knowing. You know, it's uh, you know what it's like. It's like this: is you're collecting little pieces of intuition messages that are coming to you, and again, you'll recognize them through their characteristics, and you're kind of laying them out on the table. And then as you do that, it, you see the pieces start to form or have meaning. It's almost like when you're walking through a fog. Or if you see a ship coming through the fog, you don't see it all at once, right? You only see a little piece here. Maybe as you're walking down a road, you'll see a a light post, and then you see a tree, and then you'll see a house, and then you realize, okay, I know I'm walking down, you know, um, down through somebody's, uh, past someone's house. And so that's what happens. All the little pieces start to come together. And that's what is happening when someone actually does an intuitive reading for you. They're getting the pieces. They're using the symbols, as you said. They're getting the meaning. And then they're telling you what the overall meaning is. 
So how important is it for the person to also be able to interpret the own the messages that are coming to them through you? Oh, you mean as a if someone were to come, you mean for themselves or for or... right? So no, what I'm saying is, is you're doing a reading. What what's it like if you just give them the symbols and let them discern what it means? Oh, um, well, that may be difficult because, again, like I told you, the sim- the symbols are my symbols, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's the meaning. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so for me, the color green means healing. Because I've done, you know, I was doing other readings and I was also getting other messages many, many times before. And healing was always, when green appeared, it was always um, meaning healing. So do you, do you set But you for set someone your, else, it might not mean the same thing. Right. So, so do you set your intent to get your symbols rather than their symbols? Because you're working in their field. Well, the way the mind works is... Uh, is the mind is going to talk to you, your brain is going to be representing things and things that you understand, right? Got it, got it. So, mm-hmm. it, it, so, it's, so that's what's happening, is you're looking, at, you're looking at what your intuitive mind is giving you, and it, it works within you. It's not, um, it, you know, it may, it can only represent things to you that have meaning to you. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's can, your it's your mind. Can you explain why some intuitive information comes to pass and others do not, even though it has the same hallmark and everything? Okay, so that's one of the things that th- those are things like, wow, you know, my intuition doesn't always seem to work. Well, it may be working for you. It just might be a few things. It might be number one, uh, you misinterpreted it. It might be something that's happening in the future. It might be that, um, or it might be a, a something that that's not you know, you weren't right, that you missed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty fascinating. Pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So you found, I'm sure, that as the more you worked with it, the more accurate you could become. Do you think, and we're just a few seconds left here, do you think that the world is going to change as a result of us accessing our intuition? Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine if everybody in the world was highly intuitive and connected to divine source? <laughs> we'd always be, you know, on the right path for everybody's highest good because we're all one. That could be a beautiful thing, couldn't it? Well, Lisa, Absolutely. I can't I can't thank you enough for being part of the solution rather than part of the problem. Oh, and thank, thank you. you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was great. Thanks, Gilda. It was great. Time flies and we're out of it. But Lisa was on the show. It was wonderful to have her talking about intuition and how we can access our own. Um, Her name is Lisa Kay, and she's the author of Intuition On Demand, a step-by-step guide to your intuition you can trust. You can find her information on her website, lmk88.com. This has been the Science of Magic. Join our email family to be the first to receive our thought-provoking, topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you engage your intuition. Oh,